Welcome back to this film not rated a branch of the Music City Drive-In Podcast Network, where we try to not rate what we watched this week while talking full spoilers. There's a bit of a competition here where we try to not earn points, and at the end of the season, the person with the fewest points wins. You earn points by saying anything too subjective without justifying it. Like like if you say, ramen is some of the best food ever made. You'll hear... But we're mostly saving that for the gauntlet now, at the end of every episode. But the real reason we're here... Eric, what did you watch this week? Uh, TJ's lovely face rejoining us. <laughs> uh, for those of you who do listen, you know that our winner for last season was TJ the Mecha Kid, Reese. TJ, say hi. Hello. How do you feel about coming back and defending your win? I didn't even know I had a, a win... But we're gonna we're gonna see how that 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 works going forward. Okay. So um, the big question is, what did we watch this week? I have picked up and started watching a ton. My New Year's resolution going in is I'm going to watch new things, but I'm going to freeze adding anything to my watch list. If I want to watch something, I have to watch it right then, and I'm going to finish my watch lists. <laughs> yeah, shaking your it's head. It's crazy to me that you have multiple watching lists. Well, think about it. You have Netflix, you have HBO, you have all these have like a little list of ones you want to save. Then I have the hard copy ones. That's the smallest list of ones that I have to watch. Anyways, Mm -hmm. I watched a lot of movies this week Mm -hmm. because I'm starting to catch up on my watch lists. The question is, which ones do you want to talk about? I want to just talk about Saw in 4K. That's it? Yep. Okay, okay, so now I got a choice, because I've seen two movies this week. I've seen Reanimator, and I've seen Tom Popo. Well, we both watched Reanimator, so I figured we could... But As... TJ, what have you watched this week? Uh, I did check out Gladiator. Yeah. There we go. So, then you are going to have to use Gladiator in the gauntlet. Have you seen Reanimator? No, I haven't seen Reanimator at all. Uh, you've seen to... Saw. Yes. And then I'll start with Saw, because we've all seen that. Okay. And then do Reanimator, because only you and I have seen that. Right. And then do Tom Popo, because only you have seen that. Yep. And then we'll put TJ through the gauntlet. Sure. Saw. Saw. What year was Saw released? 2004? It, it was when we were still in middle school, for sure. It is 2004. That movie is... Dingy, bleached, green, teal, dirty, set design, very simple. Everyone knows sort of the story that James Wan and Lee Winnell uh, wanted to shoot like a really simple horror movie, so set in one room, but then the story takes you outside of that room for Danny Glover and some of the other backstories of like, you know, what's going on and piecing together the puzzle, pun intended, but regretted, of you know, why the people are in this room and, and what it is. And you know what? The f- the first thing I want to say right off the bat, watching Saw in 4K, this movie is so much like Malignant that it's amazing I didn't notice. I haven't seen Saw since Malignant, so it might be fun to go back and rewatch it. Uh, so Tobin Bell, Jigsaw, for the bulk of the movie, right. he's hiding his face because we don't know he's Jigsaw until the end of the movie. Right. Mm-hmm. So do you remember what he's wearing? A pig's mask. No, the pig's mask is all the assistants. He's walking around in a black hooded robed jacket with black leather gloves. Mm-hmm. That's lined on the inside with red, but he looks like Gabriel without the hair. Okay. Like, it's this insane twist and turn morality thing where originally I don't think they intended for Jigsaw to, like, 
have a moral code that he follows. It's more of a psychosis where he's like, these people don't value it and I'm resentful of it. And so the skeletons come out of your closet and you regret your mm. past. And, and it's like, you know, a victim thing. This movie was released on its own in 4K and it stands mm. alone. We we talked about Snatch by Guy Ritchie a little while ago. Right. Mm-hmm. These movies upgrade to 4K like crazy. They have so much like detail and grit in them to like show off, and so much color in them, and all of them are all contrasting. Everything pops. Yeah. Everything pops. Everything pops, and everything feels clear cut. It's 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 nuts. So Saw in 4K is pretty gorgeous and pretty intense. Yeah, it's. The first movie that I was introduced to Carrie El- Elway's in, like I, I, I saw this movie before Princess Bride, for anything else that he may have been in, in any other way, uh, and just the whole dynamic between uh, uh, the Doctor and the uh, and the other guy who's who's chained to the uh, Lee Winnell. yeah, uh, him, <laughs> the other director. How it's I, I I like that dynamic where it's just them and they have to figure out what's going on with with the shroom and. You're kind of in the same position as them. So as they're learning things about each other, you're learning them at, at the same time. So all the reveals that, that you get, they're getting uh, as well. So you get the same kind of shock and satisfaction in a sense that they do. TJ, what's your what's your relationship with Saw? I've seen the first two movies. That first one really stood out on its own because everything is, like you said before, revolving around this room. You have these characters that you think are two-dimensional, mm. but then the movie, like the situations that they're in, those life or death situations, they start to expand. You go from being inside that little room to being in their lives and going with them through this entire journey. Cause that's all this movie is, is about self, you know, revealing things about yourself. Can you be truthful in a life or death situation? Mm. And if you can't, you already know what happens. Mm. But it's just like Curtis said with Carrie uh, Elways. I've known him to do nothing but comedies. So when I see him in one of these screwed up movies like this, I'm like, oh, so you have range. Yeah. Oh, yeah, okay. no. And then He's the same Danny, guy who did Robin Hood Men in Tights and played Robin exactly. Hood. Exactly. Then you got Danny Glover, who I've only known to shoot people in the face with a 45 and lethal weapon and to fight predators his whole life to do something like this. And then you've got Tobin Bell, the jigsaw killer. I'm sitting here like, OK, this is a guy who has handpicked these people methodically and put them in this situation because he already knows who's going to tell the truth. He already knows who's going to lie. He already knows who's going to die. And then at the end, the twist with the whole, oh, by the way, the key has been inside the bathtub the whole time. Yeah. Got away. That's that's that. That's the, that's the, the biggest twist to me is like, no, the answer was right there. You have mutilated yourself and all these other people have died almost needlessly. Yeah. It's one of those, uh, if you would have been more aware of your surrounding type of situations. But it's like you said, looking at it outside, looking in from a very director, subjective type of space. Everything from the color, the score, the, the high tense moments, the dialogue. Very, very, very well done by Juan. He, he... I, I guess the words I would put to it is more like more low budget and indie. They had to be really creative to sort of mask the independent aspects of it. So all those efforts they put into making something look more professional than maybe they had the resources for pay off. For a movie, for a movie that was made using one point two million dollars. Yes, that's crazy. It, yes. it was cheap. Is it... it was cheap, but it was good. Yes, yeah. no the thing. It good and cheap. But that's the thing is the first Saw as a standalone Mm -hmm. movie, Mm -hmm. really the issue is, I actually think there's an influence from Scream. You hear the voice. 
Yeah. Okay? And you assume that that could be somebody's distorted voice. Mm-hmm. And so the whole movie leads you to think it's this character, Zep, the guy from Lost. Mm-hmm. It's not until the very end of the movie that you're made aware of the first twist, which Curtis was going to say earlier, which is... Uh, Jigsaw's in the room the whole time. Right. And it's like that that little detail that he always gives himself a vantage point that gets lost front later in seat. the sequels. Yeah. yeah. Like, on, on a broader point, Saw is, is, is kind of, like, about what humans are willing to do to save their own skins. As soon as their life is, is on the line, their, 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 their care towards any other human in the room tends to go away. And it's shown with uh, the, the mm. reverse bear trap scene where Amanda literally stabs a, a guy to death after she knows he's alive, after being told that he was no, no longer alive. To save her own skin, just the, the the lack of care to save her own skin. And I think that's kind of something. Like I said, yeah, it's a it's a journey. It's a journey of self and character. What are you willing to do in order to survive? That's all that movie is is yeah. self preservation. How far are you willing to go to save your own skin? Yep. Are you going to tell the truth? Are you going to out that person who you told you were going to keep yeah. a secret? Are you willing to kill an innocent to save yourself? So you want to talk about Reanimator? Definitely want to talk about Reanimator. Have you heard of Reanimator? No. Have you ever heard of that movie that's the one about a dude who takes his disembodied head and tries to go down on a girl with it? What? <laughs> that sounds like that sounds like Lollipop Chainsaw. You're thinking along along the right lines. Um So Reanimator is another like indie low budget horror movie made in the 80s. That didn't give a shit about just taking the score from Psycho and just adding did a anybody Did anybody in the 80s give a shit? No, nah, they were all on cocaine. Wow. <laughs> so, Curtis and I watched it. I liked the um, the Arrow restoration or whatever yes. that they put on there. Or not mm. restoration, but remastering or whatever. It looked good. It did look good. Colors popped. Mm. Herbert West has created a serum that reanimates dead things. The serum is basically the neon from a glow stick. So it's got this bright green thing. So yeah, no, and and uh, to to kind of like cover up their 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 budget with the like for some of their props, they the basement is is kind of like dingily lit. So there's not a whole lot of light. They they have a lot of control over where where light is going, so so they can highlight and reflect things where they want. And this really helps with the dead cat scene. Where it helps, but it doesn't really save it. It doesn't. The whole it's like one of those things where the dude is acting with a cat puppet on his back. <laughs> And so he has to writhe around to make the puppet shake and look like it's alive. The, the puppet's being completely silly the entire time. Like, there's there's no uh, animatronics going on until they reanimate it for the second time, and it has a broken spine. It, and I don't I, I don't even know if that well, that was an animatronic. It could have just been a hand un, uh, under the table, move, just moving a puppet head. The effects are practical. They're they're simple, and they're done well enough to allow you to like suspend disbelief and just like go along with whatever's happening on screen. So tell the meme that you like that explains who this movie is for. So, uh, you got two kinds of horror fans. One, who who is, uh, you know, I like my horror to be cinematic and, and lit and like, like, like a snooty person. And like, then you've got... I, I want to see Hereditary. I want to see Midsummer. It has to have meaning in the yeah. larger scope yeah. of things. And then you've got the David Lynch type people who are like, fuck it, let's watch Sleepaway Camp 3 again. Mm-hmm. Uh, David Lynch might not want to be in that camp, but... But, but the thing he would say the stuff he makes yeah and this is this is for that kind of person yeah someone who wants to watch sleepaway camp 3 for fun jeffrey combs 
plays uh, Herbert West with so much aggressive seriousness and sincerity. This is the guy who created the ability to bring people back to life. Like, he's aggressively criticizing a doctor who teaches brain death. Like, who teaches, like, biology and, and, and his research. And he, he, he's so upset at the guy for just being a subpar scientist. Um, that when he literally decapitates him, the word he spits at him is plagiarist. He's taking himself so seriously that it goes back around. I think it goes past laughing at him to Mm. taking him seriously and then back to laughing at him again multiple times. To me, he's the whole movie. And the makeup. Like, yeah. That, yeah. Where else can you say you've you've seen a, a, a decapitated head in a tray of blood? talk about uh, making an army of the dead. Alien. It's just milk blood, and the army of the dead is actually the army of aliens that they wanted to make. Oh, let me ask. Uh, same principle, though. Yeah. They stuck his head up through a, a hole. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we, they, we try not to think about that. Mm-hmm. Make up around his neck, so it looks like his head is decapitated, and then he's like... <gasps> and he talks. Although, I do want to talk about like like the performance when he's a detect... when when, when he's a decapitated head. Because mm-hmm. uh, when when he's talking, it's like he's struggling to get the words out because his vocal cords aren't... Ad- it's realistic. Aren't, aren't, yes. Yeah. Just realistic enough. Well, Still really campy, but... Yes. severed and him being barely being able to talk. Because let's be realistic. If your head gets chopped off and it just happens to be still functional, no. yeah. you can't talk. Right, that muscle for your yeah. lungs isn't there yeah. to push right. air out. It's, yeah. it's exactly. one of those touches that, that, that I like, that, 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 that I can appreciate in the same way as uh, Day of the Dead, when one of the, when one of the bad guys is being torn apart and when his head is being separated from his body and he's screaming. Uh, the scream sounds like a tape recorder being ripped out by uh, the right. uh, tape. Like touch, just like little touches like that, just sell, uh, like horror for me. How do you do? You think that the um, actress had a good time making the movie? I, I actually have a bit of insight in this because she actually does an interview for uh, In Search of Darkness, and mm-hmm. she talks about this 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 movie. She actually wasn't too comfortable doing it at the time, right. but uh, right. she went with it. Because I, 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 I forgot her reasoning, but and at the end end of the day, she was happy. She she didn't. Well. I, I don't know. That's that's the odd thing. She's so she's put up on a table with this doctor who's been lusting after her the whole movie. His body's been reanimated and his head has been reanimated separately. So the he- body is carrying his head around. Yeah. And he like puts the head up close to her face to try and be like ah, 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 and like make out with her. And then infamously, people claim that this is a scene where a severed head goes down on a girl. Mm-hmm. But the thing I pointed out to Curtis is everyone kind of remembers that as the thing. But then Herbert West kind of busts in the room right before it's going to happen, and it doesn't happen. So yeah, every take, everyone takes themselves so seriously that it's enjoyable. And uh, yeah, it's it's it, it's a campy premise that is played incredibly straight. Mm-hmm. He's right, not you lying. Wanna, you want to talk about Tom Popo? Sure. Tom Popo is a ramen western. I like ramen. You had me at ramen. <laughs> For for me, it was a really in, uh, interesting story because what it is is it, it basically goes through like like cultures and, and and customs involving food in 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 Japan and just and puts it through the lens of uh, well, I guess food. But uh, so uh, food wars. Uh, yes, but like yeah, <laughs> nice. It, it, the the intro of this movie is is it caught me so off guard because it was not what I was expecting. It's basically a bunch of people sitting down to watch a movie and then one guy instantly breaks the fourth wall, walks up to the camera and says, "Hey, you." 
you about to watch a movie too? So am I. And he goes into this whole spiel about how he doesn't like to be in- interrupted. And the guy in the background is opening a bag of potato chips and rustling. And that's your introduction to the spiel. movie before the story at large. Spiel. So I will have to definitely check this out. Yeah. I mean, honestly, any movie where the fourth wall is being broken. It's the only time in the whole movie it's broken. Honestly, think about this for a minute. How many movies are there actually that have the fourth wall broken in it? Uh, it depends on how hard you're talking. Like, scre- I'm just talking about in general. Scream, right? Okay, so Te- technically, one. never breaks the fourth wall because it's just the characters are ironically talking about being in something while they're in something. But Gremlins two. The gremlins literally disrupt the movie, and so Hulk Hogan stands up in a movie theater and is like, "Put the movie back on." So Put the, the movie, movie back on, play. brother. Yeah, like it's that's absurd. That's like, yeah. and then Deadpool is like, "You're in between." Like he can talk to the audience, but nobody else really hears him when he's talking to the audience. So the movie still exists. Like, and then like Blazing Saddles, the ending of that movie. Oh yeah, the characters are all still the characters, but they're just like. Mm-hmm. You know, and yeah, and then then you have the little snippets from uh, the 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 dead don't die where they uh, like knock on the fourth wall, but they don't like break through it. I guess mm-hmm. out, out, outside of that, the, the story just is is about this this guy who's for, who's from out of town stops by a ramen shop that's not doing too well, and he helps the person who runs the ramen shop make better ramen by going around town finding uh, secrets, uh, better ingredients, better uh, methods to make the ramen. And slowly build up her life from from uh, from from uh, being a, a a widowed mom to her son getting more confidence to fight off some bullies who then become friends later on. And it's it's, it's kind of like this tale of camaraderie to, to like build up a place that people like to gather at. And throughout the whole thing, you you get little snippets of of uh, Japanese culture and society. One of which is a, a group of businessmen sitting down at a table and ordering food and the head honcho orders a very specific thing and everyone else orders the same thing except for the nude guy who is very knowledgeable about food and it ends with him getting what he wants and everyone else around the table being red-faced and shocked at what he ordered because that's not what you're supposed to do you're supposed to follow you're 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 supposed to fall in line and and it's it's that throughout the entire movie. It's, it's like you have the main story, and then it cuts away to these little vin- vignettes or, or or segments that really have nothing to do with it, but like play a part in the greater whole. Hmm. That's always that's always a good thing. See those those little instances that play you know back, uh, play into the bigger thing that you were just talking about. I love those little build ups, those little nuggets of information, those little uh, nuances, as it were. Mm. I think that makes for great filmmaking and yeah. you know just for good movies in general so like i will it, definitely check this one out does it make the world feel lived in or does it screw with the pacing uh a bit of both mm-hmm. yeah, 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 the, the world definitely feel feels feels lived in uh and the pacing is kind of all over there are there are times where it feels sped up times where it's like slowing down there's no there's no real consistency to the pacing at all while you're safe from points is that a good or a bad thing uh because I can see it being good. Like, you can I, see it being, like... Yeah, I mean... It, it sound... And it sounded from reading the box, like... Like... A movie that is, like... We keep making certain kinds of movies, like, Eastern and Western. And there's, like, you know, the, like, a Ronin rolls into town kind yeah. of thing. And, like, all this kind of stuff. But this movie is, like... I want to go over here and look at this story. And go over here and look at this story. And so it's supposed to be, like... Trapped along lines of a traditional... 
like Eastern sort of, I don't know what word to put to it, but movie, and just like yanked in different directions, which changes in pacing would make sense for yeah. that. It, it it definitely feels like that, and at, at the very end, I got a very Spielbergian feel to it. Where Spielbergian, uh, like uh, with, with the way that that the uh, scene at at the end was cut, you got a lot of close ups of the main Ronin uh, trucker who kind of who kind of like came in, fell in fell in love with the person he's trying to help out, uh, and it, it you you get a lot of like like cuts back and back back and forth to him looking at her as she's working with this very kind of Western. Uh, score to it and i i just it, the the it just felt spielbergian to me like with with huh? way and it's it's for one section spielbergian of spielbergian the... is cinematic john williams music large communities of people multiple different levels of things working together mm-hmm. epic scale scope giant things happening not the like, none of that sounds like it matches like I everything except for the for the epic scale kind of like fit in for me that uh, that's uh, about it. Like John Williams, like ding ding ding, ding like music. Yes, that's so weird. And it's the only time in the movie that that kind of score pops up, and so it caught me so off guard. But and, and I I, I kind of liked it in a sense though. Is is that's so weird. That's cool. It's time for the gauntlet. So. Yep, the gauntlet. We don't have any kind of I like daunting and intro. Loathe this part because yeah. I'll, always, I'll always screw it up these are subjective questions yes designed by both curtis and me you have to get through all 10 questions coming out with ideally zero points if you get zero points you get under a quote-unquote hall of fame so curtis is going to start you off and yes. all you have to do is answer as objectively as if it. you give an opinion you'll hear the noise just keep going all right, so your first question, Gladiator, is it a good or bad movie? I feel like that's a trap. <laughs> <laughs> From the statistics and the audience point of view, the way it sold tickets and the, um, you know, judging by the number of butts that were in the seats, it's critically acclaimed from all over the place. There's not a person in the world who doesn't know the name of that movie. So I would say, yeah. Based on those facts. Based on those facts, yeah. Based on the one facts of them being a loose fact. I'm pretty sure there's at least one person in the world who doesn't know Gladiator. Some, you cannot say a line from that movie that somebody doesn't know. Okay, all right. Everyone knows one line from it. That's good because that's one of the questions. All Anyways, right. so you're like half a point. So yeah. Okay, I'll get half a point. That's fine. Okay. It'll go to point zero. Five. It'll go to zero as long as you don't get another one. It's fine. All right, so. DJ, what is your favorite scene from Gladiator? That's hard. <laughs> no, it's not. It's easy. Object- no, you guys got you guys <laughs> got traps. You have traps. Yeah. My favorite scene is probably the most memorable scene that everyone knows. Is the, is the um, what is it? The you can Coliseum talk now. You yeah. It's if you've heard the, the Coliseum point. fight. The yeah. Coliseum fight. Okay. okay. Yeah. Joaquin Phoenix or no 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 this is the one when he fights by himself and he kills like four gladiators yes. and he's like are you not entertained yeah <laughs> okay yeah so you're at one point now uh, next question uh, what would you remove from this movie like if you had to cut something out yeah when he's captured by the um, by the gladiator trader 
Okay. Proximo. Yeah. When Proximo gets gets uh, his hands on him. Interesting. I'll, I'll, I'll come back to that, but I'll, we'll go through the rest of the questions. Okay. Who is the best actor and who is the worst actor? Obviously, it's Russell Crowe because he's the front man. He's the star. No, that's that's an objective. That's a st- that's <laughs> that's factual. He's the best actor. That's factual. If you look at it, if you look at if you look at it, he's gotten the most awards for that part. Okay, but that's still he's, other people's subjective opinions giving him that subjective. award. That's that's a factual thing. He's got more awards and accolades than anybody so else. So no one else in the entire world thinks that what Joaquin Phoenix is, is a better actor in that movie. Or I wouldn't go that far. So it's objective. <laughs> I, don't, I, I don't know. I don't know. That was not. That was not. I don't think. So, alright. Uh, so, so who know. is the worst actor in the movie? The former. The former. Who's the former? This is a trap. Y'all are y'all are, <laughs> y'all are trying to ensnare me here, man. Uh-huh. Actually, is the worst. I'm too emotionally driven. I can't okay. be objective, but I will tell you. If it was me, it's not Juwan Hansu. Quintus. Quintus. Yes. That's all I'm saying. All right. So. All right. I'm, you... I'm just well. Okay. If I had to add more to it, Quintus, because anyone could have played Quintus. He had one of those faces where he's he like he wasn't quite sure where he was or what he was doing. Okay. That's I actually yeah what yeah what like five lines. Yeah, I I buy that. Yeah. That's anyone could have been Quintus. They didn't, okay. need, they didn't need to show up that extra. Okay, Ooh, now. Uh, all right. Uh, give. So what? Uh, what? what's your favorite quote from the movie? Are you not entertained? <laughs> My name is Maximus Decimus Rudius. I'm father to a dead son, husband to a good wife. I will have my revenge. father to a dead son. Father to a dead son. To a murdered wife. To a good wife. Oh my, my gosh. In this life or the next. And then the crowd is shouting out, live, live, <laughs> live, live. And well, this is fun. It's also not being taken out. I'm just saying. Um, Shit. <laughs> Good job. Come on, uh, you're a movie guy. You don't know that scene? I have a hard time with Gladiator. I caught this is right. so, this is uh, so, TJ. I'll remember everything. TJ, what is missing from, from, from the movie? Or if you could add something, what would it be? I'm not going to say that it's that it needs anything, but it is missing context to Marcus Aurelius's conquering of Germania. But why? Like, I get like he you was... would put scenes of that in there. Hmm. All right. So just adding lore to further mm-hmm. explain a backstory. It needed more lore. That's it. See, it needed. Uh, it needed more lore. You could say I would put that in the movie. That would be objective. Hey, well, you were close. I'm not gonna win this, so like, it's uh, fine. we have oh, more no. points than you do right it's now. Fine. We remember we all have to do the gauntlet every week. We don't have a guess, so our point totals are already way higher than this. Yeah, that's the point: is to get on the board and keep the least I, amount of points. I'm not gonna make the board, but keep asking these questions. Well, you're on the board already. Um, yeah, you're on the show, so you're on the board, but you keep the fewest. Yeah. The, so far, you have the lowest total because we all both have more than that. Yeah. But anyways. Uh, what did you enjoy about the story? This is question seven of ten. You're almost done. Mm-hmm. There's a line that they constantly repeat in the movie, which to me is the overall theme. What is the line? Strength and honor. 
You made it. Okay. Uh, question eight. You only have three more to go. Question eight. Did you learn anything about making movies by watching this? There's a line from Jurassic Park that sums this movie up. What's the line? Spare no expense. Okay. What would make you watch Gladiator again? There is a line from... (laughs) There is such thing as too much of a good thing. Time away from it. Okay. Uh... Personally, I would have to be in the mood. You can't just go into any movie. Think about every movie that you watch. You have to be in some kind of mood to watch them. So for me to want to watch Gladiator, it goes back to what I said before. Gladiator is, number one, a period piece. Number two, has a great cast. As good as it is, the longer you go without seeing it after a while and you rewatch it, you can appreciate it. That's yeah. that's where I was going. Okay. Yeah. It's just I have to be careful with the way y'all word stuff. Yeah. Yes. Because you did the technically at the end there just say you can appreciate it. But I get we're we're kind of we'll let's stretch it. it. Well, so now question number 10 is, is our favorite because it's, we're it's, awful people. Yeah. The most important question of the entire gauntlet. Would Nicolas Cage have made this a better movie? That one raised eyebrow. Can he? You're asking us the question. That's now. your answer is to ask answer with a question. If there were no other actors available, then y'all are wrong for this. Because <laughs> you, know, you know it's an opinion. It's not objective. We've answered this question in several objective ways before. So you Perhaps. might have. I don't think I've ever answered it objectively. Mm. Perhaps. So that's that's the that's the issue. Is would he make probably, it better? Probably not. No, not in a movie that takes itself this seriously. Sometimes no. Nicolas Cage takes himself he, seriously, but and not when yeah. he's trying to be a vampire. I don't think he would have the sort of like bravado that uh, that Russell Crowe has to kind of be that character. Um, mm-hmm. He would have probably maybe he'd make a good Quintus. Ah, maybe. Anyways, yes, go ahead. Um, just real quick, I I, I, can't, I wanted to come back to something you mentioned. Um, I'm also interested, there used to be this trend of, mo- of things in movies where in the opening, people tend to write a mini encapsulation of everything you can expect tonally from the movie. So it's sort of, you see Russell Crowe in action before he's put in the situation where he's going to have to use that skill. I like your idea that you don't see what Russell Crowe can do other than by title and what people say, and then he's put into this awful situation. That exactly. being said, you still might not feel the, the fall as hard. His fall doesn't actually begin until after Marcus Aurelius is killed. Then mm. he is captured by Commodus's uh, personal guard, and they send him off to be executed, which one of the guards in that, if you go back and watch that scene, actually played Marcus in uh, Underworld, and he's, really? you know, in the newest season of Flash right now is the main villain. Anyway, mm. the fact of the matter is, is that you don't really see his fall until after his family is killed. Right. Like, yeah, he could have beaten those guards, went, went back to the camp, and then been like, hey, by the way, this happened. But no, instead he went towards his family because Quintus was the one who told him. Mm. After his family is killed, he doesn't care anymore. He begins to fall. He goes, joins the gladiators, and then you actually see him complete that evolution with his tattoo he has on his arm that he begins carving off with a piece of metal. That's when he is really just given up on the idea of fighting for Rome. Now, rewind again back to the beginning, that whole Germania scene. We didn't need that. Mm-hmm. I want to know 
how did they get to Germania? Where does his clout come from? Mm. That's what I want to know. You see him in his battle. He flanks these men, uh, the barbarians in that battle. But I'm like, where did he get these tactics? Who mm. did he learn from? Where does all this stuff come from? Lore. That's what I want. They try to give you some in, in, a, in a textual form when you start the movie, but it doesn't really paint the picture. Yeah, It's just saying, hey, they've conquered everyone to this point. This is the final battle for them. And I'm like, where are the stakes? Yeah. Okay. It is right. called Gladiator. It does focus on him, but I'm just like, you really want well, to make it better? I like that. It makes me kind of think of um, in A Knight's Tale when I love A Knight's Tale. <laughs> they give you a montage of Will's progress in his renown growing. Then you have the one that Samia calls Buzz Lightyear. Um, the you have the bad guy out on a battlefield, like he's keeping up with like Facebook. His buddy brings him like all these notices. Facebook, that's right. He's scrolling on a scroll. Yeah. See where he's at. He's like, "Where's Ulrich? Where's Ulrich? There he is." Yeah. Oh, he 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 didn't fight this week. And he's getting like oh, okay. super pissed off when he sees that he keeps winning, right? So this mm -hmm. this guy's and you can get the sense that he's off in the middle of hell, and that's his justification for thinking he deserves all this stuff. And you mm -hmm. wouldn't you wouldn't have that if you just like talked about him being a a, a knight who fights in a battlefield like you you just so I agree with you I, I, there could be something that could lay into it that wouldn't wouldn't um, derail like the focus of the story and probably give you again yeah more more agreed. Mm -hmm. cool agreed awesome I really enjoyed being here on the show with you guys and. Thanks. Yeah, this was fun, except for that very stressful uh, gauntlet. That but you remember, with all the trick questions. All right, so I think what you got, I think you got about four points. In That's the first one, nice even number. In in the first episode, when you're here for Justice League, over that whole episode, you only got three points. So new high score. You you got a, you got one point more, funneled into that tiny window, but. It's over, and you made it. Well, as and long so as I far, made the leaderboard. I'm I'm good. So far, that's the lowest score we have. Yeah. So if everybody else bails on being guests on here, then you win. So <laughs> we might have Jarrison next week. We might Winning have by default. I love it. <laughs> yeah. Some people from uh, the Driving Network uh, in the new year, and um, yeah. So I'm Eric. Uh, you can follow me at High Contrast FLM on Twitter and at. Hi, underscore contrast, underscore EWL on TikTok, where I review movies. Uh, I am Curtis. You can follow me on Twitter at 90sGamer407. Uh, you can also follow me on Twitch at uh, Merrick underscore Tainments, where I do video, where, where I do video game streaming uh, every Tuesday and Thursday from 1130 to 2 o'clock in the morning. And every Friday I do anime watch parties uh, this week we are continuing with the with the Made in Abyss series wow uh, I'm TJ you can find me at MechaKid M-E-C-H-A underscore K-I-double-D at Twitter you can also find me on Twitch as well Monday through Friday 8pm streaming everything uh, you can also find me on uh, TikTok at the same name so thank you guys for having me on the show this is this is this is fun I hope I get to. I'm glad. Come I hope it was a little more fun than just like continual low key stress. It felt like time. Saw with words. Mm -hmm.